Hello and welcome to the Pink Isle. My name's Henry Cathman. Henry Cathman. Yeah. This is Emma Corey. Emma Corey. Yeah. We're back Nailed again. It. Yes. Yay. <laughs> As if we ever went away. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all you uh, magical beings out there, time to get your wands ready because we're heading off to Princess Charm School with Barbie. Yay, you so, got you Barbie had to do the the boarding school trope eventually. Eventually. You think there will be a drama? Oh, maybe, I suspect maybe. it will be the height of drama and not just regular drama, it's going to be British drama. Oh, no. Oh yeah, there's going to be all the side eye while drinking tea, baby. <laughs> Literal tea, because literal you know, tea. The <laughs> but before we get into this, we need to commiserate that this is the twentieth Barbie movie. They made more than twenty Barbie movies. It is absolutely wild that a they made that many movies, and b we've made this many episodes. We've watched so many. We've watched so, so many. many. We are movies. veritable barbie scholars i know yeah and i just i'm just starting to get a feeling as we get through these later movies especially the ones that have very similar premises i feel like they're gonna start melding in the brain it's gonna be very interesting because like on one hand like i i've seen like various tiered lists for barbie movies and a lot of the consensus is that more of the recent movies are lower in quality but at the same time i'm wondering i feel like that's probably more like they just People who make those heroes probably have not seen. It, that's what I'm movies. thinking, because I don't know how many people can actually, like, share the yeah, knowledge. because these are the movies from the 2010s, so yeah. the kids who are growing up with these movies aren't really towards the internet fair and age. Well, you'd think that, but, uh... Oh, God. You know, I'm picturing it right now like a five-year-old kid born in 2011. They are. They would be about... 15 around this point isn't it yeah 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 15 14 so hey maybe it maybe it will we will be getting into the princess charm school nostalgia oh man or i would i would love to know what that type of nostalgia looks like yeah because i will say this we've already seen types of the nostalgia for the early the nostalgia for the early barbie movies is a very interesting specimen because most of the Barbie nostalgia that I've seen has been uh, observed amongst, maybe that's just the circles that I hang around, but like mostly queer women. Yeah. Like that's what I've observed the most. And most of it being some variation of like, wow, there is a lot of homoerotic tones in a lot <laughs> of these movies, huh, y'all? Yeah, and it's definitely something kind of like, there's definitely sort of like a campy fun to be had with yeah, these movies. Yeah, I I mean it's it's similar to like how there's a certain nostalgia for like those early Disney Channel movies. There's oh, a yeah. similar like low budget quality yet earnestness behind it, but that makes it feel not like a lot of other pieces of media out there. Yeah, it all everything kind of exists in this very like saccharine world, you know. Mhm. But mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know how many kids are, like, watching these Barbie movies these days. That's like, true. Because I feel like, 
I'm not sure. I feel like Barbie's popularity has kind of been declining in the 2010s. Yes. Yeah. The main ways that Barbie seems to be able to remain relevant nowadays is by doing certain like news catching headlines of, oh, Barbie as historical figures or the new uh, like gender non-binary like dolls that Mattel are making yeah. or like some other They're like doing like the new body type doll yeah stuff like, like stuff like that that seems to be like the main thing and i feel like most of like what barbie's been doing has been like catering to like more of that type of nostalgia which is not dissimilar to like some of the other toy makers nowadays because like yeah. well a lot of people like to emphasize how like oh the dang kids and their smartphones mean they ain't buying toys anymore but there is a tangible yeah. like but decline in like some of these things yeah and i feel like dolls just aren't really like the quite the popular thing they were once yeah were. well because like, like the dolls that are they got to be like they're a lot more like kind of like stylized or themed like yeah like there's high dolls becoming really or popular. star wars themed or, or something like, like disney princess yeah exactly like, like they, there's usually a more defined narrative yeah. behind it and like also in the 2010s, like, direct-to-video sequels just weren't really, like, the... Oh, yeah. Like, we are on the precipice of, well... I mean, they kind of, like, sort of reborn themselves in those, like, to straight-to-streaming service Oh, yeah, and definitely. Like and as we're going to see, like, some of these more recent Barbie movies are only streaming Netflix exclusive, and it's mm -hmm. very interesting. Also, uh, I cannot wait to talk about some of the... Uh, presence barbie has had on youtube because that yeah. is a very interesting can of worms to open up yeah. there but all of this stuff because we're saying all this stuff because honestly we don't have much to say about this movie yeah it's same voice actress for barbie yep. it's written by elise allen again yep so uh this is actually one of her amongst her last like yeah. i believe like she stops writing these around 2013, so mm -hmm. we're going to start seeing new writer's blood in this. I know. Like, I, it, it makes you wonder what's going to happen. Although, given the direction that the Barbie movies have taken up lately with their more poppy aesthetic, I'm interested to know how they uh, spin this with the English boarding school magical setting. Yeah, I, I'm sure there will be a dress transformation sequence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But... You know, it's one of these things, like, I have blank ex expectations for this. I don't know how it's going to be. Mm. I wonder. So this, for sure, isn't in the same universe as Fairy Secret and Fashion Fairy Tale. Maybe. I hope not. Wait, 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 wait. Let me double check, because I believe Barbie is not playing uh the main yeah, character she's not, not playing Barbie. She's playing someone named Blair. Yeah, so it's so. I so guess it's not it's like that meta universe where like Barbie is like an actress. Yeah. In her own movies. Although, man, I, I was actually kind of warming up to that whole setting. Yeah. Most uh, granted, most of that was because of Himbo Ken. But oh, oh Ken. Oh. Maybe maybe the Ken equivalent here will be somewhat entertaining. Who I knows? we can only hope. <laughs> but time to. Uh, get on our broomsticks. I don't know if they're broomsticks, but yeah. let's... I don't know if this is like a witch school. It might just be a... <laughs> it, I mean, the premise of this movie, uh, like, it does make it seem like it's similar to other insert magical 
urban fantasy other place where people go to learn magic like Percy Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is definitely the main young adult fantasy series we're thinking about. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, no, this isn't right. Artemis Fowl. That's the uh, That's the I wonder if they'll ever release that movie. I don't know. Oh man, we can only hope with Kenneth. Oh, yeah, Rana. I get it. It's divergent. There we go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I mean, like You get separated into factions. Yeah. Oh man. You say that, but a Barbie take on a dystopian future would be very interesting. Barbie and the Hunger Games. I mean, <laughs> eh, you know, I'd watch it. I'd watch the heck out of that. <laughs> but, yep. Yeah, uh, Percy Jackson fans, grab your sword pins. Yep. Here. Absolutely no other book franchises that we are going to acknowledge with this. This movie about a magical school full of wizards. And Barbie. And Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just. Yeah. Just. Spectral patronus. Expecto no turf soul. Yeah. Suck it, JK Rowling. And we're back. Well, yeah. I'll tell you this. Uh, we were dead wrong in terms of the Harry Potter comparisons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to apologize to J.K. Rowling, but still. It's a bit more of a Hunger Games situation, y- to be yes. honest. Yes. <laughs> no, listener, when we said that there were Barbie Hunger Games, this it's... we joked about that earlier, but like... There, there's a lot of stuff that you said was very dystopian about this, and uh, to be honest, there was a very uh, capital vibe with this one, and uh, just uh, something about this movie just kind of deep down felt kind of gross to me. Yes, it really did. From not just from a storytelling standpoint, but just from a fundamental systemic level of the world building here that just, like, ultimately made this movie just very, like, uncomfortable and strange. Yeah, the world that this... It it, it sort of habits... It's so strange and confusing and kind of, like, horrifying. And, like, the surface of it, of this movie, it's like... It's not that bad. It's just kind of typical, like, uh, there's it's some just, fun jokes yeah, and some fun dialogue. Yeah, like, but... from a textual standpoint, yeah, it's nothing too different from some of the other modern Barbie productions that we've seen, like A Fairy Secret or Fashion Fairy Tale. Like, it's got that same type of humor and that same level of superficiality. But when you look at it from a metatextual or subtextual part, and you just look at, like, the overall messages what you find is something that is just very like shallow to a disturbing degree and i don't and listener 
these Barbie movies are constantly accused of being shallow fodder. Like, that's a pretty... And I feel like that's a pretty dismissive form of criticism. But this movie, like... Like, this movie tries to have them be like, anyone can be special if they believe and stuff. But it doesn't... It kind of, like, shoots its own message in the foot, like, instantly. So it just kind of, like... I don't know. This... It's hard to, like, explain without explaining what exactly the premise of this yeah. movie is. Alright. So, we should probably just get into it. We should I mean. just get into this. Oh my god. So, the movie starts with wildly different expectations, because we start with a cafe called Cafe Gardenia, which I left... I, when we were watching it, so like, wow, that's Gardenia. That's a stupid name, but <laughs> whoops. Uh, but yeah, we get to see Blair uh doing her thing, working yeah. in this cafe. So we got Barbie, who is Blair in this one. Who yeah, apparently is the sole worker at this cafe because they never say that she owns it or anything. She's just the only person. She did give off very small business owner vibes though, yeah. and this like she. This is a really strange part of the movie. Like, maybe it's because she had a job, but like the very first parts of this movie, Blair seemed a lot older like she seemed like she was an actual adult and all that stuff but then when she gets to the school maybe it's because she's put into a schoolgirl's uniform but there's just a very infantilizing effect that seems to like go over her and she ends up i mean it's later revealed in the movie that she's 17 but it's yeah. still just like well i feel like you can almost justify like the coffee shop stuff because she's kind of been putting in an older position because we learn later that Yes. Her family life is that she sort of lives in a lower class neighborhood. Yeah, and you could tell it's lower class because there's a subway that runs by, and that subway has graffiti on it, and she lives next to, like, a, yeah. a, an empty lot with rocks in it. Ooh. Yeah, and you gotta mention, we never see anyone else in this no, neighborhood. No, these it's just... dead... We don't really see anyone in this whole country outside of the school it's just a very uh there's there's some unsettling implications of this country that we'll get in but anyway yeah. she goes home we learn about how she's essentially been like working because her mother is sick with unspecified uh where holding a cane illness oh yes you could tell she's like you could tell the mom's real sick because she's having to work all these hours and but she's still making sure that she gets her mom, the blueberry scone she likes and is... But, yeah, so... <sighs> it's kind of... So it's implied they have a lot of financial struggles. Yeah, like and medical then... debt and, like, Blair's having to work long hours for measly tips, like... Uh... Uh, yeah, in the opening, they, like, were showing, like, her getting mm. coffee and someone l left what looked like a quarter and two pennies for a tip. Yep. But then Which, again, we this we turns out this is a fictional country, so maybe that's a lot. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, who honestly, like, I would not be surprised if like the rich people that come to this cafe are just like, uh, what do the poor desire? I know twenty seven cents are quite a bounty for someone of your There's stature. There's definitely some uh, class disparity yes. in this movie because we learned yes. so. 
this place, even though, like, everyone has American accents except for a few random people. Yes. Uh, and everyone, you know, has, like, smartphones and, like, MacBooks or whatever. Mm-hmm, well, not Mac- mm-hmm. MacBooks, but knockoff MacBooks. Yeah. But this takes place in a fictional country called Gardenia. <laughs> yep. Which is apparently still run in, like, a monarchist it's system. A, it, it's It's almost like if Genovia from The Princess Diaries was, like even more yeah. of a unironic pastiche and because uh, as far as we know like this sort of princess charm school system is the only form of, of a government. government in this so country. so not only this country but several other countries where i assume all the other royals come n- from okay from what i could tell like the princesses that were coronated like they end up being like members of gardenia's government somehow i think i i it's don't like, know like well well it, it'll sound like they're all from like different countries yeah like, this is like I, I, it's very ambiguous yeah, I, you can't the, tell if they're like i mean you can make them like ver- they're like there's no like language difference they're all pretty much act the same way so it's like what is this world they live in emma i realized it i put the pieces together uh-huh so gardenia mm-hmm the Garden State. Uh-huh. Gardenia is a dystopian version of New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey's the Garden State, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, and later in the movie, uh, this is a weird tangent, but the uh, there's a girl who's like, Princess such and such from Philadelphia. And it's yeah, like this it's weird like... amalgamation of Philadelphia, and it's like... That's the kingdom of Philadelphia. So, this is a future... Or like an alternate universe. like. Oh my... <gasps> this is an alternate universe where the United States lost the Revolutionary <gasps> oh War. And we are still under the monarchy of Great Britain. I know, but we and got because all these like, little smaller We have these smaller city-states. That's why no one is a queen. They're all princesses. Princesses <laughs> become a form of local governments, a figurehead in order to satiate the masses in order to stop the people from rebelling and taking what is rightfully theirs so (laughs) god listener we've blown this movie wide open has some implications if you look at it because we learn so the thing is all the princesses from these uh, city states. They all go to this uh, this one royal charm, charm school, school where they all learn. Which we thought was Matt, like Princess Hogwarts, but apparently no. This is just like yeah. I don't know why they call it charm school. Yeah, they don't learn any. Apparently, fairies are real though, and well, are just around. We'll, 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 get, to, we'll get to the fairies. Yeah, so we need magic to, is just a thing in these universes. There's never so comes much to unpack anymore. with this movie. I just. Like, the actual text of the movie isn't that interesting. It's, like, just going into, like, how this world apparently works. I know. This is a brilliant masterclass in how your world building can fundamentally, like, alter your perception of a text. And just, it boggles the mind. But So, So we learn that in order to satiate the populace every year, they do a lottery where a... Random commoner. One lucky commoner gets to join the school with a full-ride scholarship. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the Hunger Games comparisons. Like, we joked about this, but they showed up in this movie, and it's yeah. just like... And the lady that announces it, we get, like, 
She's called like the dame, whatever. She's the villain, the obvious villain. The of obvious movie, villain, and is, you can tell she's the obvious villain because she's dressing the sister of the law, the previous king and queen who were mm. dead, who mysteriously died seventeen years ago in a which, car accident. Which is hmm. Which we were when we first heard that detail of like the the like the previous royal family died. They just like dump that on us just very suddenly like we had to rewind the movie because we were we thought we heard like one of the girls was like oh if they died and we're just wait wait who died what what what's going on yeah this movie kind of throws information at you that really baffles this movie like it's on a totally different level from all these other barbie movies we've watched so far they just i have no idea Anyway, but the so, dame has a daughter who she says will be the next ruler of Gardenia. Yep, because she is the she's the next in line. The next in line because the royal so bloodline. Who's been ro- ruling since then? I don't know. It's I very have unclear. no idea. I like, assume it's just been a puppet government for I a mean, while. I mean, t- that implies that it won't be a puppet government once they're done. No, mm-hmm. but no. Uh, also, side note. Uh, like, I feel like you can explain a lot about why they made this movie the way it was based on what was going on at the time. Because this movie was made in 2011, and uh, this was only, it was released in August, but it was only a couple of months away from April when the royal wedding between Kate Middleton and William, I don't I don't fucking care Whoever, about uh, the, the, the other one. The rich parasites that <laughs> Great Britain somehow still tolerates. Uh, but yeah, the I'm I'm so, listener spoiler alert. If you could not pick up from our last episodes that we are against monarchies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, I know it's such a radical position to have in the year of our award 2020. Yeah, but, but it's like like these aren't even like British like royal monarchies where they're just kind of like super rich figureheads oh yeah but you seem like they have actual like political power oh yeah like the but the fingerprints of the royal wedding like fever that there is no wedding no 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 but it still like gives that vibe i'm honestly disappointed that we didn't get to see those ridiculous hats like could you imagine seeing the like not a fancy hat in not sight. Not a fancy hat in sight. And it's just like... What an opportunity missed. Like, Mattel, like, you clearly went with this direction because you thought, oh, shoot, people are losing their minds over the royal wedding because it had been, like, I don't know, a super long time since the last one. Yeah. And, like, there was all this stuff commemorating it. Like, man... It was the final half of my sophomore year of high school, and I was just, every morning on CNN in our library, I would just see, like, reports talking about the newest detail about the royal wedding, and I'm just, and every time I saw it, I would just see people being like, have you heard about the royal wedding? Have you, and I'm just, and it's like, didn't we pour some tea in some harbor a long time ago so he wouldn't have yeah, to Yeah, like, these- literally, <laughs> like, did Hamilton not? end racism Did for nothing. Not have a rap battle with Thomas Jefferson so we would not have to hear about the royal Lo- baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, like, we're not even five minutes into this movie. Like, okay, so shock and horror, Blair has been called in the lottery because it turns out uh, Blair's younger sister... So we, we, we didn't talk about her younger sister. She has a little yeah. sister named Emily who is 
super into the whole princess thing and yeah. really wants to like enter but she's like too young yeah and so she essentially Appar- entered blair for her apparently multiple times a as day she said, for every day of the past year so that she could get I guess in is legal i guess yeah i again i i would love Let's to not know dwell <laughs> i mean listen the hunger games comparisons are just like right there mm-hmm. plus they never s- so when uh it's reported that <laughs> to make this thing even more fucking dystopian as soon as she's like announced not a couple of minutes later the gov an agent of the government has come to take blair away from her family to whisk her away to the school mm-hmm. and they play this act of family separation off as whimsical and charming it's very oh my we never see her like visit her family no for all we know she has like zero communication with the outside world outside of like some care packages like she's in the fucking army or something (laughs) yeah so we get like this like stony bodyguard robot voice character coming legit he he sounds like this being all like i'm sounding very much like a human Mm -hmm. like it is Oh my god. And this movie didn't even wait to give us a horse carriage scene because we go straight to the horse carriage. Oh my god. Which this, this horse carriage, can we talk about the weird setup they got here? This for some Okay. First, no, we need to back up from the horse carriage because we're in this very much meant to be New York like city setting to show off. Oh, Actually, look it's at New Jersey. Right? I mean, yes, it's yes. Like Jersey. this Atlantic se- well, this urban like setting and the just anachronism of seeing this very this very bare looking city yeah. contrasted like we never with, see anyone else like in her neighborhood we don't know we like, don't see any other businesses we don't like yeah because she like it seems very uninterested in being a royal she yes. just wants to do it so she can like get more money for her yeah family. yeah which apparently like this is a lucrative position so well i mean again so much like the Hunger Games, but anyway, but this, like so the as you has the, haven't noticed like the I, whole idea of there being this like very modern city that still goes on like this really like monarchist system of government just feels incredibly uncomfortable. Yes, like, there's know. just something so dystopian about this, and yeah. oh my god! But I the the carriage. So first off, it's in a parking place and it looks really out of place, but then. The carriage itself, I know this is because it was it's one of the play sets, but the things that are on this carriage, there's a little table on it with a full tea set and makeup and lipstick, and for some reason, like even though this is a horse drawn carriage, we never see cars, by the way. I guess they're just not cars in this alternate timeline. Well they died at her parents died in a car crash, so <gasps> After the royals died, all cars were made illegal. Now everyone has to travel by horse and carriage. <laughs> Get just adding another pin to the chop to the cork board. Oh, God. oh man! Which, wouldn't it take a very long time to like take a horse carriage from there to wherever the school is? Like you'd think that'd be a bit far away. But... You. You would but then again, think... he got there instantly on the horse carriage. So how did he get so fast on a horse carriage? I'm telling you, they got sleeper agents all around in this city. Like, they don't, you know? I'm sure Blair's not the only girl that was taken away to princess school. Maybe there were some girls that were a little bit mouthy, and then 
Maybe their family was like, informed. Why do we have to do what the royals say we do? And then suddenly he's like, Hello, we are here to give you an, a full ride to princess school <laughs> and not in the salt mines. <laughs> oh, God. It's just like, so while all this horror is going on, like, also, like, you'd think, like, there'd be a lot of people to greet her or people would, like, there'd yeah, be a paparazzi think be, like, or something, but no. Like, this feels like, like such a big deal, but I guess no one cares. Yeah. I guess, like, they kind of imply that people don't really take, at least the royals don't really take the lottery stuff seriously. But the you would think never... the media would eat this up. <gasps> no, it's all state-run media! I know. But you think the state-run media would really want to, like, emphasize this? Could be, it would be like, see, we gave breadcrumbs to the poor. Even oh, a poor can man. come to our school under this very specific circumstances. Oh, man. Oh, Christ. No. Yeah. Okay. But as all this is going on, so but we she, get her whole thing where she's, like... She's clumsy. She's like, I am a disaster. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's her personality. Yeah, plot. that's she, basically her... Pl- yeah, she's Cause, clumsy. Because other Ooh. than that, I don't. I feel like we never really get much about what she wants. Because we know she wants a better life for her family, but then she like never really mentions much about yeah, her family. Yeah, like you would like you would think there would be like a lot of threads here. Like I initially thought it was something about her cafe. Like maybe she had like dreams of like making it better for herself, or like or thinking. I mean, her dream was to have save up enough money for her family to move to a different neighborhood, which yeah. I think that would have been, like... But it seems like she's essentially pretty much just motivated. She just doesn't want her family to, like, die, so... Which, so I guess, hashtag relatable, but also... <laughs> nothing, really, that actually tells about this character. Yeah, like, there's, like, again, the level of superficiality here... It, it there's like there have been like other barbie movies that have had like very disturbing and strange like implications with their setting but most of the time we've been able to like kind of ignore that because there would usually be something else that could like you could focus on but this yeah there's just like it's very just... little to grab on from an analysis standpoint anywho so she's clumsy and they just drop her off at the school don't show around. So she's walking around. And this is where we see just fairies casually so... flying around this school. So there are fairies. Like little fairies. Little... And they're all essentially like servants or like slaves to the... They have fairy slaves. They, have fairy slaves. <laughs> they do. We don't know who these fairies are. It's never, we never see any other kind of magical creature or even really any like magic except for like the very end. But apparently, like, fairies exist and they're like all like personal assistant slaves to all the royals. But that's okay because they're happy to help. Oh, God. Is this like, this? oh, that is Harry Potter. It's like a house self situation. Actually, the house elves are okay with being slaves. They enjoy it. Oh my god! I just, um, I just, I again, ju- like layers. They stack up. They, um, they. I mean, listen. We don't want to be all like, oh, they should have explained where the fairies come from. But like, I don't know. I'm so used to these Barbie movies treating like the existence of magic as some type of secret. But in this movie, it's just such a 
alien and uncanny world that, like... Well, like, it's just, this movie is just strange because, like, we got this world that seems like it would be structured in a way that would be, like, very different from our world, but also it's, like, the same as our world. Yes! Like, like they still have, like, the same touch points, but it's just different enough, like... It is just a world-building uncanny valley. Oh, it's, it's just it's, it's like a Twilight Zone or yes. like a, it's... Oh, my God. But, with so, like oh, pink she, glitter and dresses. And yeah, so she's, oh, she's fumbling around, and that's when she meets of the mean girl. Delancey, who is the daughter of the dame, the evil lady. Who is gonna be princess. And she is accompanied by the only good character in this movie. She has this, like, red-headed friend named Portia, who is, like, the spacey. She's so fucking dumb. I know, but she's got a really, like, dry... The voice actress gives her a really, like, dry delivery. I know. it, it It is honestly just, like, the comedic timing. Hang on. I'm going to look her up. Mm-hmm. All right. She's voiced by uh, Ali Leinbert. Uh, I don't recognize her from any of these things, but she seems to have like a decent television career. So good. Good for you. Yeah. But so we get established. So we meet her personal fairy assistant. Yeah. Who comes in with the ceremonial welcome cupcake. But it slams on her, oh. and it's a now a frowny wow. face. Wow, shenanigans. But, but that's okay, because, uh, well, we didn't talk about the headmistress Yeah, here. we got the headmistress, who is voiced by Mummy Pig from, from Peppa, Peppa Pig. Pig. Yeah. Yeah, it's another thing. People, some characters have, like, two characters have British accents. And, and then no one else here. And it's like... I mean, I guess it's because they didn't want to, they didn't want to have like the actors do like bad British accents. But it's like, I mean, if you're gonna pull ride the train of like royal wedding craze like this, this feels like I don't know. But yeah, but so we get so she talks to the headmistress and she's like, "Well, the lottery girls usually only twenty percent of them actually 26%. ever twenty six percent." And the and the fact that those statistics are so exact makes me just wonder, like, what do you do with the expelled girls? Where are the expelled girls? Hey, school, what would you do with the expelled girls? Where are their bodies? <laughs> but so they need to make the cake somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that either. Sorry. Either either way. So, so she gets her special locker that has her special accessories. Yeah. And we meet her friends who are Well, well, okay. We need to talk about this. This locker like demonstrates so many things that are just so uncomfortable about this movie. So this locker, they talk about they don't let her pack anything to the school Mm -hmm. she's not allowed to grab any of her clothes or stuff because all of that's apparently being provided by the school and they're talking about oh you need you have everything you need in here books pencils makeup cakes and an emergency closet with extra pumps and all special perfume and it's this this movie just and delves more and more into because the more we look into like what these they actually learn at this princess school. So 
the whole thing of this movie they're trying to push is like it's not about just having a crown it's about having good character but it seems like the only thing they really learn is how to like have tea parties and how to balance books yeah it it, no one ever learns like how to run a government how to run a government how to balance an economic system how to manage class disparity it's just like oh it's how to how to ballroom dance how to ballroom it's a very much a very base level disney princess idea of what a government is but like and in the past like with stuff like princess and the popper or rapunzel or something like that this was excusable because like when you put it in a modern setting it just ends up feeling so antiquated and weird and And they also show that there's also a prince school so how does that work out are the princes like put in arranged marriages with like the other princesses are they the ones who get to talk government stuff and not the the girls (laughs) is this some weird like gendered mom you say that but that actually sounds very very feasible Mm -hmm. where i mean let's be real like whenever you read any stories about boarding schools like your oh god oh shoot what was that one boarding school like british uh book about a boarding school the the little princess uh yeah yeah, like when you read stories about the little princess and talking about how you must instill proper character into these young girls, like that was just low-key just a an assembly line to making them just complicit housewives. Yeah, because it's like... Like this just all screams a means of just getting all of these potential, like, governing women and just beating all that out of them so that they can be put in place to breathe like if we take like listen i i could not give any microm of a crap about out who are the two royals that exited the Uh, prince harry and markle yeah like I will say the fact that, like, if the the treatment of the British royal family is any indication enough in how backwards and freaking disturbing that, like, environment is, like, yeah. it just boggles the mind. So, she meets her two friends. Mm-hmm. Once again, we have the person... The two basic best friend personalities, the artsy quirky one and the sporty one, mm-hmm. and of course the sporty one is more slightly more tan than her because apparently that's something I've noticed. Like the ones that are slightly more like coded to be a person of color are more sporty and sassy. Mm-hmm. And then you got kind of like the music one who's a I think she's meant to be Asian. Yeah, like she's got chopsticks in her hair, yeah. which. Uh, <laughs> she also has one fingerless glove on one hand the whole because time. Because she's a DJ, dang it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering what that. Yeah, she's a DJ. Yeah, but, like, like, also, she has, like, very dark black hair. I mean, it's very hard to actually distinguish. 
ethnic traits with yeah, any of these people. Barbie pe- is always like, they can't ever make anyone too dark-skinned. To be too dark-skinned or make any features. I mean, I suppose... Yeah, that, I don't everyone know. Everyone has pretty copy paste features in all these movies. Yeah, all I mean, girls. I mean, you only have so many like doll molds, so I guess so. But oh and, uh, we meet her generic best friends, and they immediately accept her. I mean, is there any honestly anything else we can acknowledge about them in this movie? Yeah, they're just kind of there to be support. Like they help out in the climax, but. Either way, like, so... Anywho. Anyway, the movie for a while is just kind of like them going to Princess Time School. They go to, like, the... They go to this orientation where mm-hmm. they talk about, oh, this will be my last year because my... uh The fancy dame is talking about, this will be my f- last year as instructor because my daughter shall be princess and I will be leaving my duties to assist her in all of her royalness. And... I, as you know, I have a been puppet government. Yeah, as you know, I have been working with this school for the past seventeen years. Ever since my dear sister and the king passed away, yeah. And, no, she didn't say passed away. She said died. Yeah, like, like listener, this was when we had to like do a double take because like they just so briefly just mentioned the fact that the last royal family just all died in a car crash yeah and uh spoiler alert she's the one who did it apparently yeah somehow they don't specify how but it, this might want to be the few, one of the few yeah. villains that actually managed to like murder someone I, yeah you know what that puts her Including, heads and shoulders above like a good majority of these villains yeah and she doesn't uh throw any magic beams at any point yeah so. no poison plots either yeah so it's, but also can we just talk but about she the... is another evil power hungry lady yeah yeah who's all like scorned where we kind of get her backstory that she was like oh she was at the school but her sister-in-law didn't make her a princess and so. that's like so she's a scorned woman yeah who's bitter yeah but no 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 that's not even the so almost immediately when she's mentioning that oh when they ever since they died correction if they died and like apparently this is the first time that both of these two friends like found out that they're both into fucking conspiracy theory like they talk about oh you've heard of the old legend too and it's like and they're talking about legend says that the that some parts of the royal family survived and it's like that ain't a legend that's a conspiracy theory my dudes hey mattel why are you like encouraging your audience to listen to conspiracy theories like this is she 2000- does say, like, one of them does say later that she thought that like the dame was had been like, replaced by like a lizard person yeah <laughs> like like we're just doing the lizard people huh like, you guys know that that's, like, was basically a smokescreen for rampant anti-Semitism, right? Like, that's the origin behind that. <laughs> like, oh my god, I just... Yeah, this movie's kind of insane. Oh, we, but... didn't, we didn't even mention... there. By the way, there's a dog. Oh, Name's yeah, Prince. The, yeah, the she golden re- retriever. The golden retriever really likes Blair. 
But Poor oh, me. she's usually very shy, which I wonder why. Anyway. Yeah, so they're like, oh, maybe some of the royal family survived. Wink, wink. And of course, at this point, we obviously. A- as soon as they said that, we just realized, oh, God. We've... So, spoiler alert Blair is the long lost princess of the yeah. old king and queen. So, what, that goes back to the. You know how I mentioned how this movie kind of shoots its own message in the foot? It kind of ruins its whole. Every girl has a princess inside her thing when it turns out actually our main character was secretly royal blood the whole time. She didn't need to actually work for it. She just needed to reveal that she had that sacred blood. Because by golly, if there's one thing that determines absolute authority, it's using familial hierarchies, baby. See, this movie might have been like saying something about this power structure if they were like, even a rando can come up, but it turns out she isn't a rando. She actually is like, part of a bloodline, so it doesn't. The message doesn't work at all. The message of this movie is essentially, well, you can do anything you want as long as you have special magical blood that gives you what you want. Yes, like screw having to actually work for stuff or anything, as long as you belong to the right family and happen to rolled the right genetic dice to end up in this place of privilege she's not very good at the princess duties no because also she's clumsy she's clumsy (laughs) so i mean what else is there to say with this middle part of the movie because it's just on we have a thing where the mean girl like ties like a table gets her fairy to tie a tablecloth to her and it like oops the plates go everywhere and everyone is like also, we get very on that the dame like sees her during a book balancing class. And, and immediately suggests that you get expelled. Yeah, because she definitely knows that she is royal. For, and with her resembling the queen so much, you think someone else would notice it Also, too. we didn't talk about this. Can we talk about the fact that Blair did not know that the royal family died? Yeah, apparently she just... I guess she just does not know anything about... About which, how this government... Which really like true connection between the people of this country and their governing forces apparently oh my god don't know what state-run media doesn't let the masses know how their government works keep them in ignorance because if they knew by golly the people would rise up like they would have to otherwise like all that would be left is a pristine pink glittered prison that gives the illusion of freedom God. And then we would be better off dead. And also, so during this like cafeteria scene, the mean girl Delancey gives this like speech to Portia where she's all like, if we let those poor people have a piece, then there won't be enough for us and stuff. And, and it's just like, whoa. Oh, this movie is going into some, like, some directions. Some directions. Like, you would think that it's like, speaking out against this sort of stuff, but they just never address that sort of bias. Like, you almost get the idea that the reason why, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, she ends up turning around on Blair anyway and decides to help her, but you get the impression that it's only because she found out about that royal bloodline that she realized. So she's like, she had to respect her now because she knew that she really did belong by blood. God. Like this movie, this movie gets like more they disturbing. Think, they didn't think about the messages. Because you think, like, 
with scenes like that, it was like maybe they were trying to point out, oh yeah, this system is kind of effed up, but no one ever tries to question or change it, even yeah. at the very end when she does come into power. Spoiler okay, alert. okay, yeah, yeah, okay, but but that's not even mentioning. God, we're kind of going all over the place, but so at that point, like after a couple of embarrassing things, like Blair's talking about how like, oh, I I don't know if I belong here. And then suddenly a care package comes from her family where she casually looks at, oh, it's a picture my mom drew of the day she found me on her yeah, doorstep. They don't even try and to like, like make this a twist. It's like. like extremely <laughs> obvious like i wonder who the lost princess could which, be like, what are the odds she would just happen to be the one who also got selected like but, we talked about this how amazing of a twist would this have been if they pulled a ray skywalker on us and we're like oh you aren't really the royal princess the crown doesn't work on you but that would have been Man, I feel like this movie would have redeemed itself if it went in that direction. This movie, it feels like there are so many movies this movie that could have, like, redeemed itself and tried, but it just never really explores, like, the themes of this world they've lived in. It's pretty much just a, like, like you can't fight power structures, you just gotta hope that maybe someone better will just arbitrarily be put in charge someday. Yeah, because the... Because there is that potential in a setting like this. Like, we talk about Hunger Games, but, like, there are some legitimate criticisms to be leveled at Hunger Games and the way it undermines its message. But at least with that, like, we have a very similar structure, and they use that to display themes of class divide, the uh, inequality of wealth, and the ways that, like, both the lower classes and upper classes are like restricted to their societal roles by higher powers in order to keep a status quo and it's just it's <sighs> like and it's like i know i don't expect like a barbie movie to have this sort of thing but like they didn't need to make they the... didn't need to go to this level yeah they like if they wanted to be like a commentary about royals it could have been just like a modern day like royal family situation of some kind, if they wanted to set like a royal story in the modern day, yes, or like maybe, maybe at least establish it that there is like another government here and it's not just or something like a just say that like uh, the parliament or something like I don't know, I don't know, but anywho, so so, uh, so after after this, uh. After being clumsy, but too many and, times, the headmistress takes her aside and she says that she is going to personally train her. Since after she's... after saying that, oh, I've almost decided to expel you, but I am going I'm going to tutor you instead, which makes you wonder, like, why? But it's we get the impression that she also knows that Blair is the right, the one true princess. Yeah. God, remember, girls, anyone can be special as long as you were born special. But which undermines what happens next, which is this very long kind of uh, training montage where she learns all these basic princessy things over the course of what has to be months. Yeah. 
but it's just it's just very like pink eye of the tiger yeah as i said pretty much all we know that they learn is the school is book How balancing book tea, balancing tea. drinking and dancing Oh, there's also a thing where she assembles an outfit in a oh, set amount yeah, of time. Oh, yeah, and fashion. And fashion. But so after the montage and she starts proving herself, then it's like, I guess in the winter, it looks like it's the winter because there's, like, snow outside. Yeah. But, the bo- but, like, the princess in the school come to visit to do, like, Yeah, so a- the, the boys come to do a ballroom practice ballroom dancing and we get delancey who is like i i'm waiting I, for prince nicholas but he hasn't come so she's not partnered so uh the dame kicks uh blair, blair out and of course delancey gets paired with a nerd oh this nerdy dude who has his glasses falling off and he gives her the finger guns second best character second best character in this movie but oh no blair doesn't have a partner until prince william comes in late and listener the quick turnaround from excitement to disappointment just like so it turns out it's himbo ken initially it's the same voice actor as himbo ken i think it's the same model and the same same oh yeah Yeah. oh no doubt but Mm -hmm. Prince Nicholas, he does it. Honestly, he's amongst like, we've seen some bland, bland love interest in well, these he's movies. He's really only here for like this brief scene and he's, like at the very end. He he's not a presence in this. He movie. is not a presence in this movie. And the gimmick that they give to him is that, like, he jokingly talks all fancy to her. Yeah. Which she plays along with, and yeah. I guess that means they have chemistry. But it's just like. Yeah, he doesn't really get much to do. He He's doesn't like what is like what's what is he into? Like what are his interests movie? Who, who is this man? Who is Prince William and why like say what you will about Himbo Ken, but he had heart. He did it all for Barbie. He was a like he struggled and he had an arc. I, I miss him. I miss I him. I miss Himbo Ken so much. Come back to us. We got a glimpse, but this we got a glimpse. This movie can have no joy in it. It's all horror all the time. All horror all the but time. But they start dancing, but then they start doing this like techno dancing. They basically disco, and it was the most painful part of this movie for me. Actually, no, both of the dance sequences in this movie are were just some of the most painful. Yeah, like, this movie has a dance party ending fit with uh, its own dance number where you do, like, the different things, like the cha-cha slide or the Cupid shuffle. Yeah, it's just... Uh, and the weirdest thing, the most wild part, is that, like, the headmistress is just, like, okay with all of this. And after the dance is over, like, she says, like, excellent job, everyone. And it's like, what? Do are you just like, like this just continues to prove that they don't actually care about teaching these girls. Like they'll just let them faff around and give them an empty crown, and 
just send them on their way. They just want them to get the false impression of accomplishment when in fact they're just being fed what they want to believe. God. God. This movie. Anyway, let's uh, move on. So, uh, so the, they're going. They're going to have the crowning ceremony soon. So I guess it's towards the end of the school yeah, year. Yeah, I guess they they don't communicate the and passage of time. Essentially, at all. the whole thing is that they'll get to go to the palace and walk around. Because yeah, apparently this is a place where they're uh, doing tea ceremony practice. Yeah, and while which Loki the uh when oh god dumb girl's name Portia when Portia's like wow the palace can you like imagine this Portia I've lived there literally my whole life yeah but could you imagine it <laughs> like Portia she's, she's MVP fun. of this I movie. wanted her to also, come back in the climax but she doesn't she doesn't also. We did mention the, her best part in this movie when she, when they first met, uh, the cupcake that was ruined was on the ground. She's like, "Oh look, they're serving floor cake today." And, <laughs> and no, she, she was like, "Oh look, floor cake." <laughs> she said that in such a deadpan way. No, no she, we didn't even mention also when, uh, when she was given that whole speech about how they're gonna take from us. She uses to illustrate that. She illustrates this by taking a bit of Portia's cake. And she's like, you took my cake. And she's like, no, Blair did. Oh, how dare she? <laughs> and she says, she's, she's very fun. She's such... And those are the only like three moments we get with her being dumb. Mm. And those are the only moments of joy in this chasm. Yeah, there's also a scene where, like, they're doing, like, the book balancing and, like, the dame is, like, uh, <laughs> assessing their performance and she's just, like, holding she's it She's just holding it. And, and then she, like, like, starts to say something that she's, she's like, like, Portia, uh, good job. Yeah. And she's just, like... <laughs> I know. It's, it's fun. But, so they're gonna so, have a day where they get to go to the palace, but, uh-oh, the mean girls had, like... Basically had their uniforms completely shredded up by the fairies yeah but then they recreate their uniforms into their fancy special somehow they reconstruct these uniforms which they say they only use the uniform materials but one girl has like a leather jacket one has like this shiny polyester jacket they Mm -hmm. have new belts they got like these complete so they They don't how do they do this what is like what how? Yeah, and then like I, because they have to get to the palace because if not they're gonna get fail. And they if they miss to... a single class, they fail and are expelled. And it's yeah. just like, listen, why? Like I get it; it's supposed to communicate responsibility and all that stuff. But if like they literally look, we know this is like a horrible dystopia. Yeah, land, yeah, okay? yeah. So, but yeah, they end up arriving, and oh, everyone is. Everyone's super impressed with these outfits. Yeah, so I guess this is their tacked on, like, be original message, or I don't know. Yes, be original by looking like a car crash of two Forever 21 trucks. Oh, no. Like, 
it's very early to 2010s fashion and it's just yeah very disney channel original movie yes yes okay so yeah so for they... some reason they give this whole before the at lessons actually begin they allow the students to just roam the palace for some goddamn reason yeah, and so they find the portraits of the old king and queen that died and their mysterious daughter. And then they're like, hey, Valer, when were you born? And she was like, oh, yeah, the day, like, when, I mean, she, they were like, when were you found? And she's like, oh, yeah, they, I consider that my birthday. It was the day that the car crash happened. Oh. And then they're like. They confirm what everyone already obviously knows. Yeah, because they lay this on so thick. First off, they see that the queen looks exactly like Blair. Second off, there's a portrait with the king and queen and Prince the dog as a puppy with a baby that looks yeah, a lot. Yeah, Prince the dog like knows everything that's already going on. Yeah, he's got the well, intel. Like, who knows what else he's hiding? What darks? Prince is the true overlord of Gardenia. He knows all. Everything is played to his machinations. The prince sees all. This is also where we see Delancey has spotted them, so she also knows that Blair is the rightful ruler, and they figured out a way... To prove it, because apparently there's a magic fucking crown... That somehow determines the real ruler. If she wears it, apparently magic happens. They don't go into detail. Like, just like the fairies, they don't say, where this crown came from? Where did the fairies come from? Why? How is magic a thing? Like, what? Also, I noticed they don't explain how, like, as a baby, how she ended up on someone's doorstep. You think if someone, like, found, like, a baby in a car crash, they would, like, <laughs> wouldn't the authorities see it first? And How did this Surely look they would know that this was the royal family that just died. Or, like, oh, the, the only way this would work is someone would have to find the car crash and steal the baby before, like, authorities got there. And then <laughs> at, after randomly stealing this baby from a car crash, they just, like, put it on someone's doorstep to be found. Or is like a is this like a pinball baby situation where as soon as the car crash it just like bounces <laughs> yeah, around and like lands? <laughs> I'd watch that sequence. Yeah, it's not it's uh. best not to think how this works. But either way, um, so they know that, and then they go to the tea meeting where the dame is like, so this is gets into another horrifying part where the dame is like, yes! well, when uh when my daughter becomes ruler. I am going to have her bulldoze down all these poor neighborhoods and put a park. So we're getting into, like, gentrification. Gentrification and implied genocide. And this is where it gets real weird, because, oh, yeah, and they're like, well, where are all the people going? And she's like, well, they'll just go somewhere else. Which, that's a very, uh, that's a very expected response from the, political leanings that have been seen with this yeah and this is the part where it got like i really got the disturbing because before then i could almost be like well maybe like they're the royals but we don't know how much actual power they have but, this but no no like, they have power they can just individual be like we're just gonna bulldoze we're just gonna destroy your homes your livelihoods like to suit our desires 
Yes. And so Blair sees this and she's like, that's where my family lives. And they're like, well, too bad. And we also and see she rightfully, yeah, kind of like starting to hesitate about yeah, the whole and thing. Yeah, and apparently, like, she didn't... And, like, with Delancey, you get, like, this impression of, like, the toll that the society has taken. Because she doesn't know about, like... Like, this is what an education completely based in ballroom dancing and tea parties leads you. She doesn't know about, like, the fact that, wait, people live there? Yeah. Your family lives there? She's part of a system that profits over the suffering of others. I wonder what living in a system like that is like. We do live in a society. It is true. <laughs> but, so... So she... Blair realizes, well, she's truly is the real princess, then they need to <laughs> try to get the crown to prove that it's true, and she'll be able to rule instead. So this movie tells us that the only way to, way to stop this unjust system is to commodify it for yourself, and not to change it once you get to that point, but to just... Yeah. Like, good for her that she just happened to secretly be the right princess, like... This movie would be very different. It turns out that wasn't the case. I guess it would just be like, well, I guess there wouldn't be anything she could do. She just had to deal with it. Man, this is another patented, hey, Mattel, let me and Emma write another one of your movies. Yeah. But, Sweet like, I can Like, yeah, yeah. Like, just let us be Barbie script doctors. We are, like, we could sell this. Mm -hmm. We we could work for cheap on this one. But, like, could you imagine, like I said earlier, like, imagine if they pulled, like, a Rey Skywalker situation where, like, no, you really aren't the royal person. Like, you were a nobody. But they could use that, like, and that could be a moment where, like, Delancey could be like, but she's truly earned her place as a princess. Like, she's shown courage and uh, yeah, wisdom. Yeah, because we never, like, we never really get any good reason why, like, Blair should be a ruler, except for, like, the alternative is someone who's going to, like, bulldoze the poor. Yes. So, it's... But she's got that magical blood, so it's okay. But anyway... Yeah, but before they, they can get the... The crown, apparent... Yeah, they have a plan to go find the crown, but... Oh! A fire drill's happening in the middle of the night, even though it's not scheduled... So people are leaving, and oh, the dame is leaving Blair's room, and Delancey sees this, and she's suspicious. And by the time that they're back, the dame's like, You stole our jewelries! You stole our jewels! Yeah, and then she, like, had Delaney, I mean, Delancey See, tell her that uh, she s saw them sneaking into her room. And which Delancey hesitates on going on with the lie. So we get our mean girl redemption kind of coming into fruition. Which, I mean, I guess credit or credits. Like, if there was a redeeming factor to this movie, I would say, like, if to get this is the most devil's advocate I am about this, but like, the. The. Uh, parts of the movie that are positive. Portia and mm -hmm. her antics. Yeah. And very charitably, Delancey's arc. 
Probably the better, like, Mean Girl Redemption arcs yeah. in this one. I mean, I... The models look a lot better now. Yeah, um... I don't know. The songs I, were kind of fun in a cheesy pop music kind of way. I liked the coffee shop aesthetic, mm -hmm. but that's mostly because it just looked like a Starbucks and my white person instincts are... <laughs> are Make me right. inclined mm. to favor that aesthetic. I want that frappuccino? <laughs> but uh, so. maybe I I also I de I also was like, like when I'm when I was younger before I got to college, I thought, yeah, that's the fantasy. Working in a coffee shop while you're in college, so that you can make your way to your career. Like there was something that I almost romanticized about that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I romanticized the idea of like going to coffee shops as like a freelancer. Mm. Anywho, so they yeah, so they get detained. They get because detained because of the jewels. But they... oh, they're when they're going, Delancey talks to the guard, saying like, "I will deal with them myself." And Which I feel like the guard assumes she's just going to murder them. <laughs> Which, again, we don't know anything about the other failed princesses. Mm -hmm. What you do with the princesses, Gardenia? Where are they? But, so uh. Delancey and her mean girl redemption lets them go. And so they go on a big heist to, to steal the crown. This movie suddenly becomes like a... Mission Impossible spy heist movie complete with uh, laser room shenanigans. They do the la yeah. Yeah. And then they Which get... Apparently the lasers can all be revealed with just one bit of a found, pow powdered Found foundation. foundation. Yep. So... Yeah. They so... find the room and it's... They find the vault. <laughs> it's kind of funny. They're like... <laughs> the vault has an access code. And... So they enter it incorrectly once. And then, and then the it says, like, would you like a hint? And it's like, it sounds like you're having trouble with this. Let me give you it. Like, what? So she would, the person, the dame would obviously never forget this, like, access code for it. So I don't know why she put, like, a hint password in there in the first <laughs> yeah, place. Yeah, like, I don't... Because, but the hint least of all that hint like it's the, like the, the day of the hint, my it, plans came in order or something like it, that yeah it is absolutely buck wild that she would have this hint system in place for what is the royal vault but also the fact that it is directly incriminating regicide the date that the royals died so she, and they she, like the murdered her person and she put that as her access code with that hint and it's just like what so they just more it, get, it boggles my mind the more i think about it so they get in here and they're searching for this crown this apparently legendary crown where it's in question of whether or not it actually exists and it's just in a glass carrying case mm -hmm. and it's just like i don't what like they they don't seem to make a big deal about this legendary object seemingly actually existing. Well, like, they even use this crowd in the coronation, and it makes you wonder, just like, wait, what? 
they talk about how this crown was lost for generations and they said but it's just there and it's just like oh my god that's because the royals are spreading misinformation they're they're passing on these things as legends to make the masses like like unsure they're spreading the fake news like if you plug this if you plug this regime's like characteristics into Umberto Eco's Ur fascism, I guarantee you that it's gonna hit a troubling numbers on that list. Like there's an overabundance on heavily gendered traditions, there's a large amount of misinformation, it places all of its power on a figurehead. Like there's it sows dissent among the working class and the upper class. Like, it's there. And we know this isn't just like a singular country. This is like a multitude of countries that all follow function. this confederation. Uh-huh. And, and also the fairy slaves. Yeah. We can't forget the fucking fairy slaves. No, I have not. It really... If you might have noticed, the actual plot of this movie is kind of boring and uninteresting, but all this, like, subsequent stuff just, like, makes it, like, I don't know. It's... <sighs> I, okay, yeah, so they find the crown and, oh, the dame has caught wind of their little shenanigans and they will be locked in the safe, presumably to starve to death. I guess. Do you think someone would, like, notice that there were bodies in there after a while? But I guess only the dame goes in there, but... I guess. Also, like, I... This is... I mean, she was able to cover up a high-profile death before. I, Lord knows she could probably do this again. Yeah. But, so, they're in there, and of course they eventually figure out how to escape by rewiring the... The, the keypad from the inside. From the inside? Apparently there's access to the door locks from the inside, which I guess that makes sense. That seems like the type of emergency failsafe you would put in a vault like this. But at the same time, this is classic heist mistake 101. You do not, like, you, you keep a closed system. Oh my. Least of all, which you don't make a system where you could just plug in your phone and have people randomly guess numbers based off of a melody. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just ready to. The, yeah, let's yeah. Get so, towards the end, so so they get out the of there and stuff is going on. Yeah, and, and they uh, they have shenanigans and they are able to disrupt the ceremony as Blair is like, "No, I am the one true ruler." Yes. Yes. And this happens while the other princes are being coordinated. Apparently there's like, they either become princesses or they become lady royals. Yeah. Which, I guess lady royal is like a lower position. Lady royals are like a lower position. And it's apparently the only position that like scholarship students can actually get, which yeah. is real messed up. Where like the highest anyone in the lower classes can work up to is being a handmaid to someone with actual power. Oh my god, this movie gets even more fucked up the more you think about it. It, is, it. 
the rabbit hole just goes down and down. Like, you think you've made it to the last layer, but then there's another one. But anyway, so Blair declares, and then there's like a hijinks with the crown, but then the dog throws the crown, and then Delancey catches it, and she... Oh, we forgot to mention before, like, the other characters got there, Delancey was, like, kind of biding time before she got crowned. Okay, actually, she, actually, this no, was this funny. one was actually kind of funny. Third, third positive thing in this movie, where Delancey says, oh, uh, there, we must, by order of the sacred bylaws, everyone in the audience must spin around seven times to honor the seven hills of Gardenia. Which would be nice, but then she, like, talks to, like, the guy, and he's like, that actually is one of the rules. Yeah, they pull up a book, and she points to the rule. It's like, whoa, it turns out this is a rule. And it's like, what is this country? What are these So laws? everyone, they gotta, like, spin around, There's... and then they gotta, like, hop on one foot, and it is And pretty... rub their heads and tap their, like, what? <laughs> and, of course, like, the dame is getting very impatient with this. Then that and gives then, her time yeah. and she's able to come in. But, but then the other part that I was like, can give a positive to, and this speaks towards Delancey's overall like character arc, but there was this nice subtle moment where she, uh, there's like a silent exchange where she looks back and forth from uh, Blair and the dame and like the dame, she gives this very like like it's all it's kind of subtle like just the type the specific anger in her look and the expectation behind it like it does kind of speak to the sort of relationship they have but then like you see this unsureness and the wordless like betrayal against her mother mm -hmm. like it it was decently solid and i feel like all of that was just done on the part of the animators that felt like yeah. something that yeah, it was incidental, but oh, they put the crown on Blair's head, and whoa, she magically yeah, trans. So apparently, the extent of this magic crown is just to give people a fancy dress. So. Also, side note: these dresses. What is your impression of these dresses? Yeah, again, very prom dress. Very prom dress, but not. I mean, it's got the standard sort of prom dress cut that you would expect like it's got uh, a standard ball gown cut yeah. a giant bow on the waist uh, and a standard yeah, like it feels very i don't know this is one of the more generic looking like final dresses except for the fact that the actual chest piece has a weird like it's like a plastic disco ball shell that has like a geometric pattern to it yeah it's a bit strange but either way we get our fancy dress and then surprise blair is now the princess and so after this happens like and of course as soon as this happens the dame immediately like admits on live television by the way this is all happening live that she had like killed the royals she doesn't say killed she says like i like uh I took care of those royal families so that you could be here. Yeah, but... And it's just like, uh, wh what? Like, I'm just picture, like, I can easily picture that, like, she paid off someone to, like, cut the brakes of the car or some, like, s something like that. No. Oh, my God. But, so, she gets arrested and taken away. Fun. And so, 
uh, Blair is the princess, and the headmistress was like, well, go speak to your public. Now, this was a moment where I was thinking, you know, this movie might, like, redeem itself a bit in my eyes if she said something like, I'm going to make it so that everyone is a princess or that like everyone can go to the charm school or maybe like I'm going to like help that poor neighborhood that my family lives under in. my rule. Like it, it could be so or I will like, share the wealth with everyone. Like, like you don't even have to go that overt too. And you would still be able to actually help out the message. It was like Blair, you could speak out against the, very, very real injustices that have been put against you under the system. Saying something like, In my time here, I have learned a lot. I've learned what it truly means to be a princess. But I've also learned many hard lessons in my life. Hard lessons about what happens when people in power are able to bully you just because of who you are. And I declare, as the princess of Gardenia, that we shall no more discriminate or look down upon those who are different because everyone deserves to be a princess and being a princess means being accepted for who you are like but no 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 not even a cursory like oh they're gonna let other non-royals into the royal school aside from just the lottery it's just she's the princess now so i guess things are okay she doesn't even say she says like a generic thing i guess anyone can be a princess but like, I said, the message doesn't work because she isn't a nobody. She is, like, literally, like, the long-lost royal heir. So, she gets, she only gets what she gets because she has, because of who her parents were. And yep. that's, and that's the takeaway from the movie. And then we get we our get prom. dance party prom ending and her... Her, her friend is doing DJ and stuff. And her her miraculously healed mother and her little sister come up. So they'll get to live in the palace now, I suppose. Yeah. Which I guess good for them. She saved two people. Never never addresses what's going to happen to that neighborhood. Like for all I she mean, know, like now that her mother and sister are with her, she might not care if they destroy the neighborhood. Like... She protected yep. her family, so she's fine. So, like, it's... And then they do a dance move, and the string dance move. Oh, my move, God, they the do the string dance moves. And do a dance move, and and, the movie. and And you could tell that, like, this... That felt that part of the movie felt like they were just padding out time. They're like, oh, crap, we need to, like... We gotta a pull a Shrek. We gotta pull a Shrek. We gotta, like, just put in these pre-programmed dance moves into all these character models and just have them dance for the next... Five minutes. Woo! Also, we forgot to mention she made Del Delancey her lady royal, so... Which, okay, fine. Yeah. I guess that's sweet. But, yeah, and so that's just how the movie ends. Yep. It ends with her... Oh, she gets to dance with William. Oh, yeah. So, and we know that, oh, this is probably going to result in them being together so that the blood shall continue. The royals shall properly um, breed. Did this movie ever get a sequel? No. Okay. Thank I wasn't sure if it did or not. But... Bibble. That it did not. <laughs> oh, deep Bibble, save us, please. Oh, my God. This, the, Emma, this movie was so bad that it makes me look to the cleansing light that is Deep Bibble 
I like s- these past movies, I'm starting to like miss like the classic like fantasy adventure Barbie movies. Yeah, you know? we. I feel like we were too harsh in hindsight on movies like well, Fairytopia and stuff. Actually, no. I so, mean, no. Like, they definitely, especially a Mermaid Tale. It felt very tired at that. Yeah, point, but, but like, at the same time, like. If this is what every single movie is going to be like going forward, I... You know, I definitely feel like a lot of these movies have like... And it isn't just like Barbie movies, but a lot of this sort of like princess genres. They always put a lot of stock into essentially unquestioned monarchal systems, you know? Yes, yes. I mean... But it's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a fantasy world. Like, yeah, but, when you put it in a fantasy world, but, you're able but to... But it's put in, like, this very modern... This very like, distinctly modern... It brings and, up issues like poor communities and, like, the effect that these systems have on them, but then, like, just completely ignores it altogether and doesn't even, like, try to, like, question this obviously not good system that they even show it not being good in this movie. It just feels like... It just feels gross. You know? It really does. Like, like there is, there is a lot of discussion now about mm-hmm. the, like, problems with the notions of liberalism, and mm-hmm. this is this is a topic that I, admittedly, have some hesitation weighing in on, mostly because like I noticed that a lot of that sort of discussion is taken up by people who can be a little bit dismissive and kind of like yeah. gross about those but, i don't know i feel like but, this movie isn't even like liberal because you think it would be liberal it would be like no, she would be like a non-royal but she would still be able to that's go in true power. So no like, that's true this is straight up like can thrive in the system if they just try hard enough but this is straight no, up like no nope, you you gotta be a special person in order to you're right power. you're right you're right I'm sure there are some people out here who will talk about this being neoliberal propaganda, stuff like that. But no, this this is very much, it feels very appropriate that this movie come came at the heels of the royal wedding. Because as we are seeing now, like more and more people are looking towards what is happening with the royal family and seeing it as the antiquated, outdated system that it is. And mm. I... I will say this, the only circumstance where I would encourage anyone to watch this movie is to, like, showcase, like, because when you really think about it, when you put, like, the sort of mindset that breeds some of this aristocratic structure that can be seen in places like Great Britain, this is the logical conclusion of stuff like yeah, that. It's like, and it so- is a truly truly disturbing thing yeah and like maybe that's why they never showed like anyone else in the neighborhood like they just like it would just make it feel so much more uncomfortable it really would if we get this like fantasy where one girl gets to live in essentially a very bougie rich person paradise oh my god we, and by the and virtue is, of her blood gets and this what is she not wants. even going into the aesthetics of this school this school is just like like we've talked about how like bougie some of these other places this thing turns it up to 11 they the literal background chairs that they sit on look like thrones and it's just with like gold embellishments and it's just like and like i get at the end of the day that this this is is like like, meant to be like a little kid sort of like fantasy where like you get to like go to 
school to be like fancy and stuff but like but like they had they didn't have to go with like the bloodline stuff or like the mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. getting political like, power from this you know yeah like, like it is possible to tell a story like this like we poo-pooed like harry potter and there was much to poo-poo about that but like at least the appeal of hogwarts is that like the point is that it that the appeal of magical stories like percy jackson harry potter and the like is that if you are a poor put-upon kid like you can dream of going and being taken away to a place where you are accepted and can be treated as you and i was very much ready for a story like this but it's it's just strange i don't know this 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 is a movie the more you think about it the more it's like I don't even know, like, how to, like, rank this movie, because it's... Oh, I, I'll i tell you right now how I rank this movie. I give this thing a royal family car crash out of 10. It is a disturbing, grotesque, like, facsimile of royalty that has been twisted and destroyed into something that only reeks of sadness, pain, and death. Yeah. I give this movie a sad bibble out of five. Oh, geez. That's like our lowest rate. Is this the worst movie we've watched so far? I Barbie Diaries, I think, was far more unenjoyable to watch. That's true. But I think this movie, for a messaging standpoint, is definitely. I think so. I agree. Because there's definitely movies that are a lot more boring or just like unbearable to get through which is yeah. diaries but then this i don't know like, i mean i don't, I don't know, know what i don't know like we put like the more i think about these movies like at like thinking back to the barbie diaries at least with those like it it, it was uncanny and it had a lot of stuff in its story that was just like like just the lamest of lame but at least but comparing that to Barbie Thumbelina and this movie, like it presents just the terrifying reality of yeah. this world. And even like think of something like Princess and the Popper, which also has like someone from a lower class like rise to be a princess. At least she really was just like someone who did like get to that point by virtue of like who she was. Well, but not yeah. even that. Like she was able to become who she was because, uh, like she was able to like break out from where she is and go achieve yeah, what she wanted. Even though she didn't like really challenge the system or anything, at least yeah. like I she mean, was able to make her own way. Yeah, she was able to make her own way as like an opera singer and all that stuff, which but, is good. Yeah, but this movie was just just deeply disturbing in a way. Like, I yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh Yeah. This, this is, is a I this is definitely the most different uh we went hard on to this movie yeah, i think it's we're in a stressful political situation right now and i think like it's just like seeing this definitely did not help but um <laughs> yeah yeah can't wait for people to be like oh it's just a kid's movie why are you looking too oh, deep man. into it like oh man i honestly welcome this like Thinking about this movie and just the troubling implication, I almost want to, like, make a video about this just to tell people this exists. This, this 
messed up thing exists and it highlights so many problems with our world right now. I know. And I think a lot of people, it's like, it's when people were like giving like a Jack Saint shit because he like said like Sky High was like fascist and stuff. Yeah. People got realized like, it's sort of the idea that almost like these kind of fashy themes are almost like unconscious in these movies. Yes. That, like makes it. Because obviously, I don't think the people making this movie were like, we're of going to like, make not. like. Like, we've watched Elise Allen's work so far. Yes. She does, like, don't get me wrong. Int- like, w- no, I mean. But, yeah, the with all due respect is, like, to allow to Elise Allen, like, I do think that she, like, her movies have on average been the weaker compared to like the other I writers mean, she's had some good ones she does no she has had some legit good ones yeah, but, but like at just, least with this one it's just like yeah it just says like people don't even like think i don't think people like when they're making this movie were even like thinking of like the implications yeah, that he made like and that's kind of part of the problem isn't it yes like, like i like part of the reason why we do what we do with this sh- like podcasts is because there is a great value in the stories that we tell our children and the mm-hmm. media that we give them and for a lot of companies like mattel there's this inclination that you can be careless with that sort of stuff but something that like there is a great importance in understanding the implications and the ideologies that is behind media like this and i like because when we ignore that that is how we get a complacent populace yeah god we are just and like i don't think like this movie like no. It's gonna destroy lives or anything. Of course but it's not. definitely yeah, like it's we, just frustrating to it see it is just a like very just frustrating so, like, movie yeah unaware of like like what kind of world they've created with their movie you know it's it like, really is yeah but yeah. on that note um yeah thanks for listening to the pink yeah, out podcast this is definitely one of the most interesting episodes we've done just how yep. we've like gotten into this movie yeah because like the other like really bad one was like Barbie Dyers, but I feel like with Barbie Dyers it was I hard don't know. to talk about. Like I can't barely remember anything that happens. In I that don't movie. know. Barbie as Thumbelina is slowly getting down to that F tier yeah, right now. Yeah, I, I mean, like that one also is kind of like sort of inoffensive enough. It's inoffensive, yeah. Because that one was just kind of like rich people, but this is like this one is it's like, like a, overtly like, hostile. We live in this multiple city state country that has this it's just upsetting yeah uh, anyway what movie are we seeing next oh uh <laughs> well next time uh i mean it'll be it'll be christmas again because oh, it's God. barbie a cr- perfect christmas which after this movie i could honestly use an inoffensive christmas story. say that and then like we're gonna watch it and there's gonna be some, oh my god yeah there's gonna be happening. like some eugenicist undertones or something know. like that well yeah well nothing uh, funner than watching a christmas movie in january <laughs> yeah yeah but uh well, at least until then thanks for listening to the pink owl y'all um <laughs> if you enjoyed what we just done did with this uh thing 
feel free to uh, like us and rate us on your podcast platform of choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, alongside that, be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at Pink Owl Pod. But, yep. Um, the, the only way to prevent princess school hierarchies is if we support a free press <laughs> to let this information out to the masses. Oh, yeah, I'm totally going to write a hit piece on the government of Agardania. It's oh, coming. man, it's coming. We got it. Someone's got to take them down a peg. People of Gardenia, let loose from your glittered shackles. Take to the street. Destroy this school. Burn it to the ground. (laughs) You have nothing to lose but your chains. (laughs) But until then, um, if you enjoy what I do, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Henry. Or on my Tumblr of henrykathman.tumblr.com and uh, patreon.com slash henrykathman. That's what pays the bills. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash henrykathman. But aside from that, one final message. People of Gardenia. You all truly deserve to be the princesses that the government won't let you be. Look towards that school. Look towards the systems of oppression that they reinforce. And it's time. It is time for you to revolt. Stand behind us, the Pink Isle. We will champion you under our savior, Deep Bibble. And under his watching gaze, we shall bring you to a new world a new world built on equality a new world built on compassion and a new world built on the blood of these glittered princesses hashtag stay woke goodbye